0: Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days.
1: What's going on, Luca Nation? We're going for a threepeat, something LeBron could never do with the Heatles. So we'll uh, try to fill in here and uh, take his place. But no, I'm just, I'm just messing. This is gonna be such a fun episode. You guys know I want to kick it off with a little bit of humor, maybe self-deprecating by that, but this uh, recording. But we got Bro Namath on. and you guys know Bro Namath is, is a hobby gem, and uh, I, I don't say that lightly because he's one of the most helpful people that there are in the hobby. You send him a DM. He's going to respond. He's going to respond selflessly. He's going to try to help you and guide you. He did that for me when I first came into the hobby and we were just talking about that a year ago. And I have no doubt that the thousands of listeners we have out there, if a few of you guys have DM would them and interacted with him, you would agree with what I said. So without further ado, I have four amazing topics prepared for the show. But as you guys know, we'll, we'll be talking about a variety of things. And without that, without further ado, I wanted to welcome Bro Namath back on the show for the third time. Welcome back, brother. It's good to have you.
2: I appreciate you guys. Thank you. It's uh, something that LeBron <laughs> does often. It's come to the finals, right? So here we are.
0: It's bro, a, so, bro, 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 <laughs> Namath. It. It's three bros. Bro, 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 Namath. Bro, 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 your boat. I love it. Comics. Bro name it.
1: I want to talk about comics. I want to okay. talk about the current grading environment. I want to talk uh-huh. about what you've been buying, what you've been selling, how you look at the current market environment. And I want to also talk about crypto uh, as well. And I saved oh. LeBron and Curry for last to go over the oh, game. That's, because five I
0: go- that's five Can That's five. Can I start with a six? Can I do a little one, one And then I'll just like be very quiet and everybody can let you guys make fun of LeBron for a little while. Um, P.S. LeBron didn't three-peat, but let's also, let's also acknowledge that his two teammates there are going to be in the Hall of Fame already while he's still playing at a real high level. So, you know, I'm not a LeBron lover, but let's let's acknowledge Look at that. how amazing that is, right? I mean, it's That's the first amazing. step in AA. Good job. No, I, I, I've, I've, you know, to say he's not good, I mean, he's not Michael Porter Jr. I could say he's, he's terrible, but, 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 you know, to, I can't say LeBron's not good. I could just say he's not the best of all time. You know, it is what it is. But here's my question for you. Andrew has, in recent episodes, started talking about um, taking a break, sitting on the sidelines, you know, finding something that you enjoy, finding something and, and even more recently he started to talk about like Marvel cards and thinking about it not as as a a, a short term flip type of investment, but as a collector with a long term investment goal on those a long term strategy for you know them being culturally relevant year over year over year, and then you know having having slow growth with those over time um, and sitting on the sidelines. I think it's an important thing. Uh, to talk about, and you got great topics, and you know we'll we'll have a full hour on this one. But why I think it was great to have Bro Namath in, you know, some people we haven't had in one time, but here he is for a third time. Is that's a topic I think he can really weigh in on because the way the market's going, the way the market has kind of you know gone a little sideways maybe down for the last few months combined with the fact that people are kind of spreading their money out into other weird kind of things nfts the top shot money the you know you'll you'll get into crypto and the whole deal I know that Bro Namath has also, I don't want to say sidelines, let's say he has taken a different path, and I think it would be cool for our um, you know, our audience for Luka Nation to hear that because it doesn't mean you're gone from cards for good, right? But here is a guy who, who legit, the first time on, we were back and forth. If you haven't listened to his prior episodes, please listen to him about grading, about which was the way to go, BGS, PSA, five days, being the first one to grade cards, like jumping on him. Mean, this guy was cutting edge of grading. And... Because of the way the hobby has changed, because of what's going on with grading, he's kind of forced his own path. And we want to make sure that, that Lucanation knows you can do that, too. You can come back. The path can lead you back to cards you know, as things change. But maybe it takes you in a new direction. So, you know, like with, with that as the lead in, can you talk to the folks about like, you know, the last couple of months for you in the hobby and the expanded hobby universe, if you can?
2: Yeah, I think it's a great point, and thanks for bringing it up, because I think so many people are singularly focused on cards only. Um, the hobby's so much more than just cards, and it's more, I think, more than anything in this past um, this past six months to eight months, we've realized that it's not just sports cards, right? Now, you've got TCG has made a huge impact. You had guys that were into sports cards heavily diehard that got into Pokemon. Out of nowhere, right? Because everything was going up. And then you, all of a sudden, you had this shift into other TCG where Magic Gathering was going off. And now Dragon Ball is just absolutely uh, you know, astronomical. Um, so people are starting – and Marvel cards had a real big moment, right? And now you've got NASCAR cards are doing really well at the moment. And UFC is doing really well. So it's not just sports cards in your traditional sports. Everything else is now bleeding out as well because people – they like that they like you know pokemon they like dragon ball magic gathering maybe they played it when they were younger and they're circling back to it and now i think as an investor which i find myself being right I i, I love the hobby and all it comes with it um i love all the stuff from when i was a kid i love it now I love The conversation i love it, the environment of it but i'm not going to fool anybody i love also making money off of it uh so for me when I see people say, oh, well, it's a hobby and you're an investor and I hate investors. Listen, no one's buying a $10,000 card just to hold it in their hands and not look to maybe make you know, 15 dollars in a in year. Everyone has an end game in the, sports, in, in the sports card industry. And I think what you're seeing now is that investors are outweighing collectors. And that's why we're having this little bit of a drift right now. And you're starting to see other people span out because they just kind of get boxed out of the whole card world. And, and people are getting they're getting hurt because, uh, you know, they're buying Trey Young Silver PSA tens for thirty five hundred dollars in the NBA season. And now they're down to like fifteen hundred dollars. So I think people are putting money into other areas. And I think that uh, comics uh, and I mentioned it, in I think our first podcast uh, that we got together just briefly that uh, they're, they're going up. And they're steady, heavily, nice growth. Uh, not just out of nowhere it goes you know, 10X like the sports card would. Uh, so they're really good growth. And the, the big thing is that the collectors in comic books, as you know, uh, it's just huge, right? Like there's huge collecting uh, world in comic books where as sports cards, I think everyone's in it for a buck. And I think that's showing a little bit right now, right? Your Target and Walmart closing down because people are fighting to get retail to then sell it. It, no one's ripping it anymore which is unfortunate because i love the rip like that's so much fun but if i can't pay close to retail for something i'm not going to rip it and uh, i'm not going to spend this insane amount of money to get something graded that's not worth it to get graded so it has sidelined me a little bit and i have gotten really heavy into comics um and i've gotten heavy into other things as well uh, a little bit of vhs's which you know we can touch on which i think is an awesome it's fun it's hard to find them sealed and uh just watching the market in the past little bit it's um the the, the demand is out, outweighing the supply by a heavy bit right now because people haven't realized it right like the biggest thing in the hobby is having someone realize what they weren't realizing had value to it so dragon ball cards they weren't realized for the longest and now look at them pokemon cards weren't realized for the longest um magic the gathering like all these things weren't realized and all of a sudden oh crap like why aren't, why aren't people buying it? Like the population on these are really, are really small, real slim. Um, you know, I think population reports should really play a bigger role than what people are just going out buying just mass produced base cards just to have them. When did you get into the hobby? Like what was your, what, what's your story in the hobby? Have you been it, in for five years, 10 years? So I got in the hobby uh, obviously once again, obviously everyone said, oh, I collected cards when I was a kid, which I did. Um, right. And it's so cliche. Everyone hates <laughs> just hate hearing that. Everyone did it, but I, I, you did. Yes, here it is. Um, but I got into it about two and a half years ago, and it was with Dragon Ball cards. My buddy, because uh, I was buying, I was always collecting stuff, so obviously the sneakers, but I was buying action figures and I was getting those graded, Dragon Ball Z action figures graded, and then I was like, man, the cards are really cool. So I got into the cards, like, yeah, I'm just going to master Dragon Ball cards. So I was buying all of those and collecting those, and then it went into Pokemon, and then my buddy one day at the gym said, man, you're buying all these Dragon Ball cards. How come you haven't touched uh, sports cards yet? I was like, ah, yeah, you know, just it's just such a gamble. I'm not really a risk taker by nature. Like I don't gamble. I've never gambled on sports games. Like i just not who I am. I don't like going to casino. I don't do any of that. Um, so I sat there, I was like, ah, maybe. So I, my first card I bought that was of money uh, was a Luka Doncic Prism Silver PSA 10. I paid 500 bucks for it. And then I paid $250 for a trade Young silver at the time. And that was my, like my first big purchases. And I was ripping wax back then, like Zion, like all that. When Zion came in, that's when I was ripping uh, sports cards. So you know, I was able to amass a good amount of stuff because of the ripping and holding on to it and grading it. Because I was already grading with PSA, so I already understood how that worked. And um, that was really my first kickoff into uh, the hobby was Dragon Ball and into sports cards. And I completely negated Dragon Ball and Pokemon to go all the way into sports cards at that point
1: you know you know that i know we know that quote by uh, darwin that's like it's not the strongest it's not the fastest that survive it's the most adaptable and something that i've seen in the hobby i mean a lot of people came in last year and it was pretty i don't want to say easy but it was relatively easy to make money in the hobby last year you know you could buy a card set at the psa and it five six decks or multiple even if you got like a psa nine and then i found when people I were using that strategy at work last year, It didn't work recently, they would go and shit on the hobby. What I find from you that you do really well is you're so adaptable, right? It's, it's not the strongest, it's not the fastest I survived, it's the most adaptable. And I've always found that, and I'm curious if we could dig into that for a second, what is it about you that makes you so adaptable? Because I think that's a skill set that's not realized as much as it should be, And I think for long-term success in any industry, but specifically the hobby, it's really important. So what do you think it is about you
2: that makes you so adaptable, that makes you so agile and being able to change? Um, I I think it's a few things. Uh, Understanding the market. I mean, I think if you're going to get into this, you have to read the market, understand market trends. uh, Just like any other day trader or anyone in the stock market would be doing. And understanding where things are heading in a direction and seeing the signs before they come to light. And and being able to understand that has helped me kind of navigate and wiggle around and obviously having a love for other things like comics and other things like that that I can start to get my hands on to and become that OCD collecting with and amassing that while I kind of sit on the sidelines. And that's what we had talked about earlier is like this is my sideline sitting sports cards right now. I'm still buying some, just very, very, very selective with what I'm buying.
0: He doesn't skip leg day. Anybody who watches, everybody who watches his, uh, his page knows he doesn't skip leg day. And Love I'm being day. half jokey, but half serious because the people who skip leg day, they're the ones that are looking for the shortcut, right? They're the ones that are looking for the easy way to do this stuff. And what this guy's telling you is there is no easy way, right? The, you know, you got to put in the work. You got to do your due diligence. You got to research. You have to try to figure out where it is. And take that a step further. If you do that research, what he's telling you is that it's not a gamble, right? It's the smart money right? It's, it's, I know this is going to work. And let's take that one additional step. And let's say it's not a coincidence that now it's a gamble. You can't get retail at retail price. It's hard to get wax. You can't grade stuff cheap, right? So the smart money is not there, right? It now ripping and trying to grade. It is a gamble. So here he is, not doing it anymore, right? So that's not rocket science there. You know, it it makes sense. And if you found another place, whether it be comics, sealed VHS, Dragon Ball Z, wherever it may be, where you can still buy low, sell high, as the old adage goes, he's not gambling. And I think it's amazing to hear that, too, because I know how I'm wired. I know how you're wired, Andrew. It is gambling. I'm a gambler. Like, I love gambling, and you're no gambling. and So that's great because I've always said to Andrew, like, everyone in this is a gambler. There's some level of gambling to it. So it's cool to hear you're, like, the
2: anti-gambler, right? You're, like, finding a way to make it so that it's not a gamble. I don't hold any sports cards of that player in their season as they're playing. Wow.
0: Say that one again.
2: For real. So, like – I honestly sell every single – so baseball I was buying in November, December, January, and I own – Zero baseball cards right now, so not a single Acuna, not a single Acuna, not a single Jason Dominguez, not a single T, not a single Soto, nothing, all gone. I remember watching
1: you were selling Brandy and Rose Arena, and I was curious. I was like, "Why is he selling before
0: season?" So th- that's a hundred percent accurate. I sell everything before season. Come, Come on, on, knowing, knowing where, cards, knowing where you're from though, have you started stocking up on Team Tebow cards? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the only, the only, the only exception to that rule are the voted people, right? right yeah. um, so I've been buying Brady autos and just stashing those with, I don't care. Like that to me is not a gamble. Like that, that's just because they're undervalued. That is truly undervalued items. So I just stash those away. Uh, and, and Connor McDavid on card auto stuff, I think is undervalued. So I stash this stuff away uh but besides that man everything's gone before season starts load up in the off season when everyone else is frantically buying during season of a different sport um they forget about this player because jason dominguez had a dip a really good dip of buying period um so did acuna acuna was could was so cheap in comparison and i you know we talked about that last time mm-hmm. i was like yeah a Cunha. like he's going to do well like he's working out 24 7 he lost like 20 pounds like the kid's going to be a stud and his stuff was so cheap i don't own any of it i still believe i still think he's the best out of those three i know you know call me crazy i still think he's the best out of those three i still think he has room to go but i'm not the one to, to bet on the horse i'll sell you the horse Acuna uh, was the only one I really held on to volume of going into mm-hmm. this
0: year. I sold the, almost all my Tatis. I never really had too much in the way of Soto because, you know, he was always the most expensive one anyway. But Acuna was the one, you know, I held on to. Um, but I start—I I think I may start levering out of some Acuna now just because he's doing well. You know, he's got the headlines. You know, he's hitting the ball. He's demonstrative. And mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, there's risk. You know, if you, you stay in, he gets hurt or something like that. There's risk.
1: Okay, I don't know if you remember. You gave Acuna as a play in I think it was December or November when yep. you, guys Tatis was the cheapest out of all three of those guys by a mile. Just if you look, what twelve months ago?
0: Yeah, definitely. And then
1: Tatis and Soto kind of became the premiums,
2: and and Acuna was a discount. Yep, he he just dropped, and that's the same concept as that. It's not gambling, right? If you're if you're loading up on a player that is undervalued, knowing that once the realization of season comes, that why is he so cheap? That is not a gamble. The same way that Burrow five months ago, four months, three months, two months ago was cheap, he's not cheap anymore, right? So if you bought him four months ago, five months ago, especially right after his injury, uh, you would be seeing already on at least a two or three X on whatever you bought. Right. Even without him playing. Without him playing. And then him coming back already saying, okay, he's going to play day uh, on opening uh, week day. Week one, yeah. Week one. And here, here you go you already have another spike in his in his pricing. So, But he, take that just, to the next thing. If you have Burrow, because you were probably buying him, are you selling him now? You're selling him before, like you sell him in preseason? I'm selling him in about a month and a half is is my plan. Is Once you start to see him in some action and throwing the ball, I'll be selling him.
1: It's Herbert. amazing. <laughs> have you seen the prices,
2: Herbert's selling it? Too expensive. Uh, I'm sorry, but if you truly believe that he's going to be – then Tom Brady that had a child with Joe Montana that had a child with John <laughs> Elway then then so be it I just don't see it um, he's in a con- I just don't see it Burl was the, Burl was the buy of that class for so long he was the buy of that class Herbst was the buy of that class four months ago he really was even his prices come up so I mean there's pockets where you can make money you're not betting you don't have to hold on to the horse. Like, Everyone's like, "Oh well, why are you buying hurt So you know that's ridiculous. He's gonna suck. Yada yada. Okay, well, he's QB one, and they had a couple good draft picks, and his prices already tripled since when I bought them. So, tell it's me, i be shorting
0: if I could short. I'd be shorting Herbert now if they, if that was allowed. Just because you're right, he's basically like Tom Brady priced already, and he hasn't it's won anything. Nothing. Nothing. All right, good. What's your question, pal?
1: Well, I have a few topics that I hope we get to all of them because this is so exciting.
0: Uh,
1: I've got like cryptos, you know, that you can short cryptos. I want to talk about pop reports. You guys want to go pop report or crypto? I want to
2: cut you off. I want to go comics. Comics. Boom. Th- that, you that told literally... me yesterday
1: 9.6 is a nine five. It's a BGS 9.5. A grade on a comic. 9.6 is a BGS 9.5. A 9.8 is a PSA 10.
2: Correct. A for people out there, in.
1: give people a crash course on comics. Why you believe in them so much? What you love about comics? And why go comics versus, you know, a Marvel nineteen ninety card, for example. Why comics?
2: So so you're buying you're buying the card, but why not buy the real things? Right? Like you, it's like you're essentially buying a, a toy model car that you built from Walmart versus going and buying the nine eleven yourself. I mean, comics where it's originated well, It's a true, it's a true. rookie card. It's a true rookie card of that product. I mean, it, this character, this first hmm. appearance was in this book before it was on a card by forty years in some cases. Um, it was in a movie before it was even there. So by the VHS that came out in 1988. So there's, there's. If we're looking for the rookie play, is that what you're trying to do? Why look for the rookie card when comics were not cards, right? And even that, even going a step further, they made comic. They made cards in like the 60s. I think there was a Marvel set. Um,
0: 1966, 1966, like yeah, Donruss, which comic I think set. is
2: an extremely undervalued. If you're it's really hideous, looking, though. It's so hideous. It's, it's, so, it's so ugly. It's it's so of that decade, and it's so of comics, Hold right? On like, a
0: I'll be right back. I'll be right back. You keep
2: talking. All right, all right. So, but but it's so of that era, and it, and it's representative of. Them finally. Did he just? Cage just
1: leave to go yak because of how ugly the 1966 no, Marvel he's, is?
2: He's gonna go get a couple, and he's gonna bring it back okay. and show you. That's exactly okay. what he's doing. Um, I, I just, I just think that for me, why not own the comic book, right? Like, and I, and I, I have some comics here to show you too. And I'm Please? not sure if you're gonna be able to show it off in that regard. I'm waiting for Cage to come back with this card. I hope it's the Spider-Man one because it's really cool. Throw it off, are The card's that ugly. You had to go, uh, you know, two fingers down and
0: throw up. No, I, I went to go get some. We're Show on YouTube off. now. We're visual, right? So, you know, I figured it would be it would be it would be cool to for people to see. This is a daredevil.
2: Nice, but see, but that to me is so much cooler than the '90s set because it looks like an excerpt from a comic book.
0: And that's a Hulk first thing. And if you notice on the bottom, basically, it's like. The set is split up into, um, you know, 26 Daredevil cards. This one's pretty creased up. It's pretty bad, but this let's is us go swimming, 51 buddy. Hulk cards. Cage, uh, Cage opened his pool yesterday, and he said that to Ian.
1: Just yeah, like that. Much. So let's go swimming, buddy. So,
0: so because we're doing this, and I love Brunaiman, so that's what the 1966 Donruss set looks like. In the 70s, Tops um, made Marvel um, Comics cards, stickers. Yep, it's a different. 75 and a 76 set. I like those because they're more my humor. Um, because they're like it's crazy crazy stuff on the cards, right? Like so like submariner, don't pollute my waters, right? Or you know, here's Thor, you know, support your local thunder god. Here's the human torch, like tan, don't
2: burn. You know, like what the, what but the heck but is that, going on to me to me though, um, cage that is perfect representation of what Marvel was, you know of, of that time. You know I think it was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic Four really was their first breakout comic. Um, yep. Obviously, Captain America was really big, uh, fighting you know Hitler, all of his original stuff. If you're not sure, guys, was fighting against Hitler. There was A lot of war propaganda. It's awesome yep. if you look back into the Americana of it. Um, and then he didn't resurge until wow, like what 15 years later in a comic mm-hmm. book. Yep. Um, so if you ever look at that stuff, it's really cool to read, it's real fascinating. He he was basically America's soldier fighting every one of the, uh, the Axis powers in the comic books back then. Um, so what, what let I'm, me answer
0: uh, your bro name is right. So you yep. asked, Hey, why buy the 1990 Marvel card instead of the comic? Right? It's 40 years later, the comics, the original stuff, it's the real rookie, right? So what about like, um, non improvable condition at a price point that is reachable and attainable for people and portability. So think about it this way, right? If I want an incredible Hulk, I can buy an incredible Hulk, PSA 10 Marvel 1990 for a couple hundred bucks. But if I want an incredible Hulk rookie, I want an incredible Hulk, like, you know, book one, right. Um, Grey Hulk, but my gray Hulk, like, you know, um, A a two is going to cost me potentially five figures.
2: You know, a high grade. But that that two, I I feel so safe buying that two versus spending the $200 because I think that $200 could be worth nothing. That two is always going to be worth something because there's going to be a collector at all points in time, no matter when this market crashes or it sustains or keeps going up. There's going to be comic book collectors. So my thing about the whole – the Marvel cards. Are we really yarning? We really want something so bad to be Marvel in the sports card industry, so we have to buy the cards? Yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Is that the pleasure of, I have the Marvel card in a PSA slab? Like, well, what, What's the allure to that? Over so the, I'll over tell you. The Car, can, can I go Can I go real quick? Yeah, apples to yeah, apples,
0: apples is all it is for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, go 100%. Ahead. 100%. Um, no, but I mean, for me, I think it is. It, it's, it's Sharks and Jets. Right, you know, so I go to card shows. I've never been to a comic show. You know, it's it's there's a there's a there's a difference. So you've never between... been to a Comic Con? No, no. Come on, look at me. You're I've never nerd. Been... No, I, I sort of. I've seen the Comic Con people walk past me, You're right past my com- office. Comic Cons are like, great, by the way. It's one of those kind of things. You know, I'm picturing the entourage. I'm picturing the scene from Comic Con. It gets a little That's yeah. yeah it. So it, it, but, so listen, those people obviously, but com- but but Comic Con is like, a year, like like anime type thing right? So I, I've never been to, so it's like Plainview, it doesn't, there's a million card shows with liquidity cards, like people, cards, 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 like, like, I've never heard of like a local comic book show. I know the stores. So that's one, two, what you're talking about, you're right. Trust me, I get it. Like that Hulk, that two is, is a huge piece, right? There's always gonna be somebody who wants that. But the liquidity of it is what is a little bit different, I think, So card people, it's easier for them to jump into a nineteen ninety Marvel, the first mainstream Marvel set of cards, um, and say, "I'm going to get a PSA ten because they know they know what a PSA ten is. They know what a card. They know what the slab looks like." It's sort of like I'm not going to besmirch Buster here, right? But Buster from Hoops Nation, right? He has a Abraham Lincoln autograph. Okay, is he wanted to branch out into into um, into political figures, American history autographs? And what was the first thing he did? He went out and he bought a cut auto of Abraham Lincoln in a PSA 10 slab, right? It's a cut document. There are millions, millions. There are a lot of Abraham Lincoln autographs because everybody who he appointed for a military post or a judgeship, you name it, has it. And there are a bunch of Abraham Lincoln autographs. Just put it into eBay. There's a ton of them out there. And they're all full signatures, full documents, not cut, right? And most of them aren't graded by PSA. Some of them are. Um, mostly because PSA won't grade anything that's bigger than like eight and a half by 11, um, you know, for autograph stuff like that anyway. But someone like Good him, who's man, a card, you, you're, you fit in. Oh, well, I am. I'm too big for them to grade. So, but, 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 but somebody like him way. who is, who's moving for cards to something else, you know, he looked for Abraham Lincoln auto that's in a PSA 10 slab. Right. So that's, part of the thing right if people are expanding out and you want car people so, to get into marvel so, so sure. this,
2: this is this is my thing is that uh, americana is always going to big right it's always going to be big and that's you know that's a, that's a piece of history that's awesome yep. that's an awesome piece to own um wh- what's your goal with it is your goal to be having a long-standing piece of americana that may continue to go up what does those percentage of points look like are they even teaching history in school? Like I, I, honestly, I, so so where, where where is the next crop of buyers going to be? And right. if you look at what Mar- Disney's done with the Marvel Universe, you have to be so safe and secure, understanding that they're just never going to go anywhere. Um, they're going to continue to go up. They're going to continue to pump money into everything. Uh, Spider-Man was just acquired from uh, Sony over to uh, Disney for I think like a five-year lease type of deal. So they're gonna pump Spidey up huge. Uh, they're gonna put as much money in them as possible. They just acquired X-Men and Fantastic Four, and they're going to build something that I don't think we've ever seen. If you look at Disney Plus, I think they said with Disney Plus over the past year that it was the equivalent to some odd, many um, major blockbuster movies at a movie theater. I think it was like under around 10 or something. That's a lot mm-hmm. just for streaming yeah. online. Um, so what they're doing with that whole universe and having a show by show come out, Loki shows coming out next. You know, I don't know, Loki's first appearance comic book is creeping up heavily. Uh, so these shows, and we talk about the sports card, right? So if we're looking for a Marvel sports card because the same concept of sports cards is, well, listen, there, as those shows come out, those movies come out, this card has to go up, right? Well, I don't think that necessarily is gonna have the same gain as the comic books. Now, yes, a comic book entry may be more, However, the reward is much better as well. So let me see here. Um, all right, so this book, so you can see it. Whoop, there we go. Cage, you know that book, right? All right,
0: I was on mute. Fantastic Four, right?
2: Yes. I all can't right, see so it's a little glary. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so that's going to be Fantastic Four issue number 48, first appearance of Galactus and Silver Surfer. Um, it's a 6-5. Grade on slabs are gonna be right there. You can see it. Uh, there we go. Right there. Six five. It is a off-white pages. What that means is they're grading also the quality of the color print on the book. I'm a book. Off-white to white. White pages being the best. Basically, just right off of print. I paid for this book four months ago. I think three, four months ago. I paid thirty-two hundred dollars for it. And keep cheapest, right. cheapest on eBay right now is sixty five hundred dollars uh, So before need-
0: you go crazy on it, right? So before you go nuts, because I do want people to understand what you're doing. And this is part of why
2: you know card people, it's easier for them to just buy
0: a Marvel card because they go. They know where the PSA pop report is. They know the 9, the 10, the whole deal. So you just – without even realizing it because you're knee-deep in this and you know your stuff. We got a, a million questions that the okay. audience is going to need. Number one, your grade there. Where do people find that? How does somebody find – if they wanted to buy that book and they wanted to see the pop reports, let's call it – I know it's probably called something else, but the pop report for that book, where would they go?
2: So these slabs that I have on these comic books are the premier slab. Uh, It's going to be CBC. You go to their website, and there is a registry. There's a census, CBC Mm -hmm. census. You go on there. You type in the title of the comic book. You're going to type in exact match. And it's going to pull up that comic book. You click on it of uh, that series. It's a title, so you click in the title, and then once you click the title, all those books from you know one, two, three, four, five, all the way down. You click on the number. It's going to pull up the pop report in very good detail. It's going to tell you exactly everything you need to know. Now, the is thing that an
0: account? You have to have a CGC account. to do I that? I believe you
2: do to be able to look at it, but it's a free account. You can not sign up for anything. You just have to have an account. Right. The thing is about, there. Game. Is there in
0: those proper ports, you know, like subgrades like Beckett does, do, does white off white, do they go that detailed in it? Do they say, yeah, okay, they there's do not, They do
2: not go that detailed. What they okay, do so is before you have, jump – go ahead, please. They'll have the, the total grade from uh, – scale is a 10, mm-hmm. which is like impossible to get to only modern comics, a 9-9, nine, nine, which is like a black label but even harder, 9-8, and then all the way down. Um, it doesn't tell you if it's off-white or white or cream pages. Um, so
0: give me the hierarchy there because I don't know the answer. I would assume white is great, then off-white, then cream, but I don't know. So,
2: so, so it's going to be white. If you can get a book that's just white pages, um, that means that's it's the best of the best as far as quality of the color. Uh, then you can go off-white, white. That means it's in a mix of both. Then you can be at full-on off-white. Then you could be at cream to off-white, full-on cream. And then I think it goes to like uh, like brittle pages. Like right. almost a book is going to fall apart if you run it through I the mud. That. So, in addition yeah.
0: to the number grade on the, on the grade, the slab itself, it's going to say the quality of Correct. the interior pages.
2: Correct. Okay. Yes. And, and the presentation of the cover, obviously. Okay. I like it. What about variants? So, variants have become variants have become a thing, uh, 20, you mentioned that. Variants have become a thing as of late with modern comics. Uh, this book here, who I think is probably the most undervalued character in all of Marvel Universe right now, is Miles Morales.
0: I got Miles, one I think is much more undervalued. Look at that. My, my boy Thanos right there. That's my undervalued guy. A little Secret Wars. I know you're a fan.
2: What I a am variant. a fan of Secret Wars. <laughs> so this here is one out of every three copies of the regular version would be this variant. Um, now, my, this is Spider-Man, well, that's his origin story. Uh, Miles Morales is, is going to be the next Spider-Man. He is going yep. to be the face of the franchise. He is going to be everything that Disney and Marvel wants to push. He is so undervalued, it's not even funny.
0: Yeah, well, because Spider-Man, they're going to push that multiverse now, right? Yep. They're going to bring in the multiple characters in there, and the lead is going to be Miles Morales, which, you know, that was the last animated uh, you Spider-Man know movie, movie? anyway, right? The Spider-Man movie, right? You liked that one, the Miles Morales one, the Spider-Verse one. That was pretty Fantas- cool. Fantastic, yeah. How about, um, how about um, let's see, movies that are coming out. Have you seen an increase in of the course. prices
2: for Shang-Chi? Yes, shen- absolutely. And that's what I was saying earlier is that, while you're, you know, you're after the cards of Marvel, the comics, dude, if you look at what's happening with them, with shows, trailers, movies, announcements, they all just keep going up. And if you're looking for that investment strategy plan, there's no more of a foolproof play than comics right now because they are just going to blow out this universe. And just like Cage said, you know, Shang-Chi, he's blowing up um, the uh, – what is the other one? oh my god it's on tip of my tongue the eternals the eternals are going crazy uh right now as well and they had literally a half a second clip from an instagram post yep. a half a second clip trailer and all their stuff's going crazy already so there's there's these buying times um there's a really good app let me look at it real quick and tell are you we guys. too
0: late on carnage are we too late on carnage already has that exploded too much already i'm a big
2: carnage fan uh so I, I read, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Katie, if you read the same or heard the same, is that the characters from the Netflix shows uh, who played Daredevil, who played uh, Punisher, I think Tom Hardy, also signed back on with Marvel Universe with Disney. Yep. Yeah, and, and they're not, yep. so everything that happened in Netflix won't be canon, but canon means it never really happened in its storyline, but they're going to use those characters. Uh, so I, there's no way. Cage. There's absolutely no way that Carnage and Venom do not show up against Spider-Man at some point. There's just no way. It's just too much of, of an epic moment in, uh, in comic book history for that not to happen. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that Carnage is done.
0: No, my favorite – well, Carnage is – I mean, he's the movie's coming out. I just mean are we too late to buy him now because it has been a heck of a run-up on it.
2: Yeah, but you know what? We, don't, we haven't really got a taste of him, right? Like, We've got like a small sample size of what he looks like. And what I've heard is that his his form is going to change throughout the movie. And if they even on like a cliffhanger notice, um, I think he still has room to go. But you can still buy some books now and most likely flip come movie time, yes. If that's what you're looking for short, yes. If you're looking for a short term investment, you can buy now and probably make, I don't know, 30% by the movie, I would would assume.
0: Andrew, you want to take it to a different topic? Because I mean, I I got. No, I like this topic. Yeah. I like this topic a lot. Uh, My my favorite thing with comic movies are people who play more than one superhero or more than one role. That's like my favorite thing. So, like, people don't realize, like, um, uh, Ben Affleck was Daredevil and Batman. Yep. And um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern, right? And Deadpool, obviously, right? And um, Captain America. Heaven. Captain America was the Human Torch, right? Yep. Good job, man. This guy knows his stuff. He knows, you know, the multiple, the multiple guys. So, how about how about this little known one? How about how about same guy who played eddie brock also played bane did you know tom hardy was bane in the the, the dark Knight
2: movies yeah obviously yeah yeah so yeah, that was the same guy well, he's you, venom and Bane. Why, that's crazy you know why they cast him for that right it was based off of a movie bronson that he was in yeah yeah because he was just so fantastic without really saying much in uh bronson that they were like you'll be perfect with a mask on your face <laughs> Well, now basically the whole world, or at least America, is
0: ready to play Bane after a yeah, year. I, w- I walk around and talk in that voice for
1: sure. <laughs> so Cage would uh, give an amazing piece of advice to, to me and to our hobby uh, community, and he said, you know, buy the best card in the best grade of the best player possible, right? That, that, did I say that right, Cage? 100%. 100% right. How do you apply that, you know, it's a principle, it's a framework that gives you a box to play in when you go and you're shopping for, you know, my next investment. Mm-hmm. How do you, or what principles maybe is better, you have when investing for, in a comic?
2: Completely different. Um, and I say that because Zion Williamson has how? how many different rookies? I mean, there's countless. And I'm not just talking Prism. I'm not just talking optic. I'm talking everything. There's so right. many. Um, there's only one, you know. Amazing Spider Man issue number one. You know there there's only this copy. There's not a there's a variant of it, which is like, I think the Canadian price variant no one really wants. Um, but, you, but but you right? you do have amazing fancy fifteen. Aha! You know, know where I was going. Which right? is, so this is what gets which is his first, right Which is his first appearance. Um, but his first solo book. For me, the reason why I invested in this is because it's his origin story, right? But also you have Fantastic Four all on the cover. And having Fantastic Four on the cover to me was crucial because with what Marvel going to be doing here shortly and tying that all together, I think that that book has still room to go because it's still going up. I mean, I paid 18 grand for that book um, like three months ago, and it's already in the mid-20s, so it's already gone up. I think By the way, Andrew,
0: that. that's a cool thing with 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 comics, right? Because you have obviously number one, you think is a rookie, right? So there is a Thor number one, right? But Thor enthusiasts might—I'm pretty sure—was it Hulk 181, right? You know this stuff, right? Whose first appearance was that? Was that Wolverine or
2: no? That's Thor, Wolverine. Thor, Wolverine Thor's was. Wolverine. Um, oh my God! Uh, Journey into something—I can't remember what it was, but yeah, yes, that was right. Thor. That's right. What's Thor's and first then-
0: appearance, buddy? So, so um, yeah, so, like, exactly. It's, it's Wolverine. Wolverine's first appearance was in Hulk number 181. So if you're, like, a Wolverine guy, his first appearance is not actually in Wolverine 1. It's in Hulk 181. So it's so what's, what's, the tr- what's the true rookie? What's the true so, rookie? Okay. That so, like, this. This is the Punisher's rookie. This is his first. appearance. Yep. Venus. Venus Eleven. Venus Eleven, by the way, according to the kid over here, is uh, the uh, first, first appearance two. of Thor. Did I, did I lose you guys? First, that's yep. first appearance of Thor. So the, this is going to be.
2: That's going to be his uh, his rookie his uh, his appearance. Appearance. and then the origin is going to be uh, his first book. So there's a there's a Punisher one that's going to go over his origin, just like there's a Amazing Spider-Man one that goes over his origin and kicks off from there. Uh, but the first appearance is the technical true rookie. Uh, then they have their own solo book, and it's, they basically go over their origin again, which is always a good play, right? Because the first appearances are always so expensive. And if you're looking at it from an investment standpoint, why not get his first book as well or her first book as well? Because Spider-Gwen is awesome, by the way. Her books are just crazy through the roof. And I think she has a lot of room to go, too. Um, but getting their first solo books uh, I think is even important. important. Like, this is Miles Morales' first appearance. And you can't you can't even see his face in it, which is really cool, right? Like you don't know that spider man is going to end up being a character like you had no idea until so you read the book, which is so cool because the whole concept behind Miles Morales is that anybody can be Spider-Man, not just Peter Parker, and that opened up that entire multiverse that we're going to see in the coming movie too in the live action movie so we we need talk, about
0: talk about the size of um the size of the Don't get crazy, Andrew. The size of like the collecting community for comics, right? So, and why I say that is I'm I'm a card guy. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. comics. I know a little bit about comics and I'm definitely by far not an expert in it. I have your knowledge at all, but you know, there are iconic cards that even people who are not card collectors know, right? So like, you know, people know what a Mickey Mantle rookie looks like. People know what a Michael Jordan rookie looks like. People, you know, people now know what a LeBron rookie looks like, even though it's not exactly the most iconic looking card, right? So I guess my my question is, right, like, you know, there are iconic guys for a second here. So I'm talking about there are iconic characters from like the Marvel Universe, Hulk, Captain America, you know, Iron Man. I think I lost you. I got you there. So I mean basically like a robot. I like it. What I'm trying to get at is I can't He's annoyed at you.
1: You made the joke, made a stupid joke about Andrew, and he was like, "I'm done." And he's
2: you. back. You go. And I he's you. back. No, I mean, listen. But, you, I, I, but he's but Cage is still sound like he's like raw raw. I got
0: you. Can you hear me now? It's like Verizon. It's like a Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? What's uh, that? And-
1: what I was gonna say, and as Bro Nemeth logs back in, Ian is nerding out. And it it goes to say like, what something you said was like you know do you want to watch soccer game with Ian? Uh, and he's yep. like no, but he loves this Captain America. He loves Marvel, right? Like yeah, you see him off the screen. I was I was I was actually gonna send him the StreamYard invite to be like, should he be our next guest?
0: No, he you know, he has this game that he plays on a Switch, this Lego Marvel game that he jumps around all over the place and like blows things up and you know plays with different characters on different levels. And when you select the character it gives you stats and right on the bottom it says your first appearance. So he's learning like where like what's Black Panther's first appearance, buddy. Can you tell me that? Uh I think
2: it's Fantastic Four. It's a
0: Fantastic Four book. Number. Look it up. He thinks Black Panther, first appearance, was in a Fantastic Four book, which is, I mean, it's just, it's a little odd. I, I think and, it was, it was Fantastic Four in 52, I think 52. is uh, Black 52? Fantastic Four, what, 52? Yeah, 52. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy, but here's the thing, right? So that's an iconic book, right? That's a cool book, right? Like, like Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, they're already huge. Plus, number 52 has got Black Panther in it, right? So, I don't know what it looks like. Andrew, do you know what that book looks like? You know, and, and no. I guess what I'm asking you is like the comic nerds, no offense, know what that book looks like, probably, right? Mm-hmm. People, people, I guess, know what like The Incredible Hulk number one looks like, right? But I don't get the same like
2: vibe that I would get. Like, people know what a Luca Prism PSA 10 looks like. for, yeah, but, for that's, but that's because you're talking from a sports car collector standpoint. If you go yep. talk to a bunch of comic guys or anyone that's mentally into the hobby, they're gonna look at you like you don't know what that looks like. Are you kidding me? The same way that you're looking. at You don't know what Lufa Bonches rookie looks yeah. like. Yeah. So where
0: do where do we find the hob- Where do we find the comic people? What hole? What you know? What cave? Like where? where because this is a, this is a, so, a cardboard thing. Right? There, so, there, oh, there, oh, there, oh. They're at Comic Con,
1: which is besides well, that.
0: <laughs> well, real quick,
1: guys, I'm looking for sponsors. Let me get a word in. Comic Con, if you to sponsor <laughs> this, let us know. San Diego Comic-Con, Friday, July 23rd to the 25th in San Diego. Dwight truth will be there.
2: <laughs> so I, I'm going to tell you something now, Cage, it's going to blow your mind. I'm coming dressed as this guy. I'm
0: coming dressed as Thanos. Go for it. <laughs> you're,
2: you're, you're coming at the that hobby as like, what hole are they in? On our Instagram. Um, yeah. If you've ever been in a live Instagram of comic shops selling comic books – it would blow your mind. There's nothing like it in sports cards. I go into these Instagram lives with these with the comic book shops and they're literally having popping. What are they, they so this, what are they selling comic books? Yes. So they have this giant wall behind them and they're putting all these comics on the wall and they have each comic assigned a number and they're going, okay, Amazing Spider-Man issue number one. Great is a 2.0. We're asking 13.5 for it. Puts it up on the board. And everyone's in the chat, hundreds of people claim, 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 claim. I'll offer you this, I'll offer you that. It's literally a live auction on Instagram live and it happens almost every night. I've been on some where I've seen, oh my God, someone just spent 250 grand today. Another person, these are sales that are happening every night and then on their pages. And it's, it's more organic than I think the sports cards is because you have people that are wanting to buy these comic books for their collections. I'm looking at it from an investing standpoint but you got a lot of people that are buying this to stash away and, and display at their houses in the collections. Ian tells me Thanos' first appearance is in Iron Man 55.
0: Um, so I guess I should know that if I'm going to come to Comic-Con dressed as Thanos. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. It's just an odd thing because, you know, I'm, I'm knee-deep in the cards now. I haven't gotten into the comics. It's, so what's funny is, right, there's is a, a cost of entry, right? Like, you really have to do a lot of research. So you're really providing a lot of good stuff here. I hope the folks who might be interested in getting into some comics, it's important stuff. Like, I didn't, I mean, I I knew that there were page things. But if you would have told me cream versus off-white, like, I wouldn't know which one was higher or lower. So even that, like, you got to do that research. It's just, it's difficult. to. What about the off-white
1: Jordans you're wearing right now? (laughs) No. Let me ask uh, you guys. (laughs) <laughs> LeBron and Curry, what what characters, what comic book characters would they be? What what comic book character would LeBron be, bro, name it? You what can't say characters? Spider-Woman Gwen. That's <laughs> no, not fair to LeBron.
2: Spider-Gwen, not Spider-Woman Gwen. I mean, I, I think I think you would have to look at him <laughs> I guess you have to look at him as Thanos, and then you'd have to look at Jordan as Galactus. Wow. Well, I might
0: Steph that's Curry a 1 8. Is... Hey, that's a 1 Curry. He says, Steph Curry. I see Steph Curry is Doctor Strange. I can see that.
2: that's a good comparison. Who's Steph Curry? Marvel.
0: That's
2: a good Who comparison. was he in the Marvel game? Oh, no. What'd you make of that game last night?
0: Captain Marvel.
2: Uh, The first half, my God, was brutal watching <laughs> was, uh, the Lakers side. My gosh. I was watching that game. I was like, are you kidding me, Dan? Like, I get it. They haven't had many games together, and it's really, they looked. Really rusty. It looked like a like a game one game of all those guys compiled together. It was terrible. It the was best sad. tweet I saw about last night's game at halftime ish, Jack
0: Settlement, who we, we've had on also, you know, he's a big like top shot guy, crypto guy who was in the Z Horses and stuff like that. He tweeted, Well, this looks like a matchup between the seventh and eighth best teams in the West.
2: And I mean, like, but how you do you you can't say it better than that,
0: right? I mean, it really did. It looked like two they, very rusty teams. the, you know? the like, Lakers
2: the Lakers shot terribly. And the Warriors came out fighting. They really did. Like they were, they were flying around the ball. They were, they were really quick. Um, they were great on transition. They did a lot of things good. He just, you just got outplayed. Or should have at the end of the game against a, a good team. I'll tell you what was the
0: most impressive thing for me, and I'm not a basketball guy. Basketball brain like Andrew, so I'd love to hear what his take on it is, and then we can move on to whatever other topic you like. It's. Um, I've watched a lot of basketball this year. I definitely watch Golden State games. I'm, I'm a Wiseman fan, and you know I think they were a better team with him. I think he's going to be really good. He's going to add another wrinkle. That team with Wiseman and Clay back next year, forget about it. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch what that team can do. Um, but I have to give the Lakers a lot of credit for their game plan on Steph, and also credit for Steph because, look, Steph scored a, sh- a ton of points anyway with circus shots. But But if you watch that game the first quarter – like in order to get his shot, he had to. He was throwing up three pointers from like thirty-eight feet out, and when you do that, he, the, every time he touched the ball, he was double-teamed. And you you got to give the Warriors credit; they pass the ball really well. They find the open look, and when they get it, whether it's Toscano or Bazemore or whoever it was, they're hitting their shots. Right, they're hitting their threes for the most part until the end when it really counted. But you know, the Lakers again had the refs on their team. So, but but. It, I was amazed by how well – it's amazing to say how well they bottled up Curry, and he still scored my 30-something points, right? But they really had a good game plan for him. He looked pestered. Like he looked like he was bottled up, at least for the most part of the game. I don't know why more teams don't do that. Maybe the More Lakers teams don't have score. Caruso.
1: Dude, Caruso is a stud, man. Caruso's tough. People don't give Caruso enough credit, in my opinion, for just bringing Hart into that, uh, that team. And there was this one play. I think they were up by 10 points, the Warriors were. Draymond Green gets the steal. He passed it to Curry, and Curry kind of fumbles the, the ball, and the Lakers get it back. Uh, that was a big swing. That could have been 13 points, and it came back. The Lakers made it two, and then they make it three on the next possession. And Caruso was the one that came from behind and stripped Curry. So it was an awesome game, man. What, a, what an amazing shot by LeBron! You got to give him hats off uh, for that. I'm curious. Do you think do you like the Lakers matchup versus the Suns, or do you think they had had a better chance against the
2: the Jazz? I don't think it matters. I, I think having the time off helps them out a lot. Um, I think they're. Good. I think at the end of the day, you're going to end up seeing their athleticism and what they can do come out in a seven game series. They'll make the adjustment. I, I, LeBron will come out in game one. He'll do what LeBron does in game one and just feel out all the different schemes they're going to throw at him. Does it doesn't matter is, if they lose or not? Is, is that your way of? If, that. If, is, is that your way of him of saying
1: LeBron will take game one off? <laughs>
2: I, I think it was his does. way
1: of saying LeBron wins another
0: championship.
2: No, but listen, game one is always traditionally LeBron settles around and just kind of figures out his spots and what he's doing. He plays chess in game one. That is what he does.
0: Can I give some advice would, to the Lakers? I would love I would. to play I would if I would love LeBron. I would love to play LeBron in chess. I hope that day comes. If I was the coach of the Lakers after watching last night's game, there's one move I would make that would make them infinitely better. Do you know what it is? Drum drum it on the bench. I would show Drummond the last seat on the bench and never let him get up. And I'm a Drummond fan, but I don't let know if German. he was forcing it. I don't know if he's just like, "Wow, this is what the playoffs are like," and let me, you know, let me make my name now wow. because I've been in the league for ten years and I may never get to the, you know, the playoffs ever again. But he was forcing it,
2: like it's you would tough, not man.
0: believe.
2: It's tough because because on paper you look at that team and they should just be absolutely thrashing people down low. And he – yeah, I mean, he just
0: – he was being brutish. I they could have called him for a foul basically every play it looked like. It was uh, – whatever. It just he – he, he doesn't give Anthony
1: Davis any space to, to operate. It's all matchups. It really is all yeah. matchups. Hats off. I'm, ex- I'm excited for the playoffs. Uh, you're absolutely right. The time off is going to be huge for the Lakers just to get healthy. I'm excited for the Sun series because, I mean – I believe the Suns are the best team out of the West in the regular season, right? The Jazz had the best record, but the Suns down the stretch played really well. This is going to be a really exciting uh, first-round series. You don't get first-round series that are this
2: competitive. I I expect to see AD at the five a lot this series.
1: Let's talk about something maybe not as optimistic, but I I think it's relevant to talk about. So we talked a little bit about gamblers, gambling mindset, you mentioned you're not a gambler. Gambling is an addiction that I had to fight off, or maybe I saw it a little bit earlier, and I was like, we have an addictive family, addictive personality. This is something that, you know, it's, it's like fire. It will burn you. Uh, and Cage, you know, he, he, he believes that, you know, everyone has a gambling gene in them in the hobby. Uh, but, but with crypto and what we've seen with crypto, uh, it, it really blows my mind. Because when I was in college 10 years ago, for me to consider betting or gambling on sports was so taboo and that's just 10 years ago don't even get me started when i was in high school at 18 19 years old uh and now it's become incredibly mainstream where you're seeing you know shiba coin go up thousands of percent you're seeing and i, I don't know if you see this the instagram influencers the ones that would take photos of like bang energy now they're the ones that, that are now sc- screenshot You took the words right out of my mouth. And to me, one, it's scary that they're going to lose money, but it's also scary when people don't understand how addictive things like this are. Uh, And you mentioned, I'm curious, just your take. How do you see this current climate of everyone's literally sitting on their couch? You know, in 1999, if, if you wanted to be a millionaire, got to work or you bought a lottery ticket. Now. You lay on your couch with like your pants on Zip, You just go on Robin Hood. You go deposit money and you just swipe it up,
0: right? And every cage coin, cage coin to the moon. When, when Lambo, when Moon, cage coin, cage coin well, to that, the moon. That's what, when
2: Lambo. I think all of these small little gimmicky coins, in the end, is not going to be good for crypto. Um, I think it takes away from what crypto is trying to achieve by entering in the mainstream and how can you take Dogecoin serious um, how can you take i don't know if you've seen cummies serious um, i don't know how to take <laughs> a lot of these a lot of these things no seriously it's it's called cummies it's the cum rocket and it's uh, what people are using on my fans only pages i, I know as it's opposed found, to credit card yes what's on my fan gotcha. only page or whatever that's called i don't know i think i may have said it wrong but Anyways, but how do you take that serious? You know, that, that worries me. Um, Are you talking about that, that thing is,
0: Andrew was telling me he signed up for? It's only, only fans. He said he has a page. I'm supposed to
1: pay
2: that's him. That's what it is. That's that what, it's what it's
1: called. But I'm a creator. I'm not a consumer. I'm a creator. So, <laughs> that's so what it's called. Uh, yeah. Uh, the man in the arena. Whatever. I don't have to be wearing you, it. I'm close to it's, being in
2: that arena. But if, if you look at it from the standpoint of building their own wealth, they have made this coin for their site. And now everyone that is accepting it is making money off of their money in a pool together. So I don't know. I just It's hard for me to to look at that and consider it a good loop for crypto as a whole. That's my point. I was just. It takes away a good ability, right? Yes. I've been on the covers
1: forum. Uh, sorry, I, I've removed you and added you back in because was a bit of a delay. Like I was on the covers forum, which was like all better gamblers. And the, there's a common word like degenerate, right? Like I was always worried. I didn't want to be one of the degenerates. And now we're just in such an interesting economic climate where like everyone is like is just investing in these altcoins and they're going to the moon and call me crazy. I'm a little concerned. I, I, I'm a little bit concerned. I, Most people when we,
2: are going to buy it at the moon. Yes, exactly. When we, when we had our conversation and you and I were talking about Elablewood maybe like six months ago, eight months ago, and um, I thought it was in a healthy space. And now it's, it's become this like mockery and they've had these altcoins come in and it, and it definitely worries me. Whether that's a planned mockery to devalue it as a whole, I don't know. You can go down that rabbit hole. Um, I, I, it worries me. It does.
1: But you, you also see so much price manipulation in it, too, right? Like you saw like overnight, you know, coins now go up and down 20, 30 percent. Even I know Bitcoin's the bellwether one. Uh, and I just feel like it's, 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 uh, it's an industry with no oversight. There's no oversight regulatory body like the SEC. And it's just right for price manipulation. Guys and just small groups and Instagram groups or text message groups that control a lot of the wealth. Well, they could drop the price, and they know when the dip is. They, they know when the dip, when the bottom, and when the top is coming, and they could just make their vig on, on the price manipulation. Uh, but but, that, like but that's right for
2: that. But that's a scary bottle you can open up because the same can be said about the hobby and all different levels, carbs, comics, everything. Um, there's no there's no. Uh, there's no authority there. I mean, so if we're going to say that it needs to be regulated on the crypto level, does not mean it has to be regulated on the hobby level? Does it mean it has to be regulated on the car level when these you know exclusive cars come over? Now they double in price at the lot. Now does it have to be at a certain? So where does that end? And and that's that's the bottle. I don't know. I mean, that's what makes America America, right? Is being able to do these things. But crypto will die if it has regulation.
1: Even if it has like an SEC oversight body, you think?
2: I think so. Because I, I, I it, regu- it has regulations.
1: it has
0: regulation. Yes. Okay. I a, think a,
2: it- SEC regulations. It will it will devalue the whole purpose of it, right? I think they came out that are trying to push right now. If it's a ten thousand uh, dollar transfer that you have to report it, I think is what I just saw.
1: That's right. Yep. And, and just Lucanation, like a little public service announcement. Most of the topics I prepare, all of them actually, I, I want to bring value. So, so as you just said, Bernan, there are a lot of similarities be, be, behind how the crypto market is behaving and how sports cards behave so that's i love that we're having this conversation because i think it's valuable in watching crypto i think crypto what what has what it has in its favor is it's significantly more liquid which is for, for getting in and out of it is much more appealing to price manipulators because they can do it in seconds versus days weeks when you have to ship cards and things like that um Let's wrap with. Okay, do you have any topics that you want We want to wrap with? You want to cut it here? You want to talk a little bit about PSA Pop Report? Any you want to call it
0: Audible? No, I mean, listen, this was good. I like the comics. Like we went through the comics because that's, you know, that's name, it's, it's Bailiwick. And I think, you know, it does provide some real value for people. I love the conversation of Marvel cards versus the comics themselves. Um, I think that's really, really a cool topic um, that we covered, um, on there. Um, and even this last part about like pricing of crypto and how it compares to, to, to cards and collectibles. I mean, one of the scary things, so, so let me do what I, uh, a lot of people don't love when I talk about it. Right. But to me, bridging the gap between like the collectibles and the crypto was top shot, you know, that's, you know, people don't want to hear about it. It's like dead and blah, 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 the whole deal. So it's funny because, Everything you guys just talked about applied there too. Like people were, were counting their millions on Top Shot. We got, my count is worth this, but it was based on like a floor, not a real price. And I mean, I'll tell anybody who's listening to this episode. I mean, I have several Top Shot moments, you know, in the golden auction that ends this weekend. So I'm curious what happens with that because that's a real marketplace now. It's not, you know, dapper dollars and all that other fun stuff on their closed universe. Um, it's not a floor price. It's an actual auction. It's a real pricing, um, and we've seen some stuff go to auction. But you know, it's a scary thing, right? Because you saw the same thing with Doge coins You saw the same thing with with you know Bitcoin, right? Elon Musk tweets, and all of a sudden, twenty percent of the value of the of, of of the the coin is gone, right? Like that's scary stuff, right? The fact that 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 the market can be tanked by such a small thing, right? Um, it's just we're we're in an interesting
2: time or I mean, interesting that, like
0: price discovery phase right go ahead that, that, that goes back
2: to uh, the sec you know oversight right you can tweet whatever you wants to do about crypto and it can go yep. up it can go down and he has the control of that it's that that's that that's the point that's some right andrew like you don't want someone to be able to do what he did with that amount of power that he did it's i don't know him but he seems like a very power hungry guy Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know I mean, the guy, but he's really enjoying... About,
0: well, your point about opening Pandora's box is definitely there, right? I mean, if someone with enough publicity and someone with enough followers went on and held up a bunch of Mookie Betts cards like this... I don't own those cards anymore. Just let me live it down, And he, he, You know, the, all of a sudden, the card would go from $125 to $700. You know, somebody would say, hey, look at Devin Booker. Look at these cards. I
1: like
2: Mookie Betts' chase. It happened, I'm sorry. Sorry I'm yeah, not. What sorry. Saying. Hey, l- listen... Like, This is going to be Devin Booker's moment where he goes up or he's going to have a flat line. I think he's going to have a flat line.
1: I I don't like what I've seen with him the last quarter of the season. Is it Suns-Lakers?
2: Yeah. On this scale against LeBron in the primetime playoffs, he doesn't show out. There's going to be a lot of people are going to be dragging a bag around for the next year or two.
0: So the series – before you do that, the, the person who benefits the most from that series, it's a tie. It's either State Farm or AAR. Because with Chris Paul and LeBron on there, you know, you got some age there. You got some retirees. You know, you got some. some, some Chris like
2: Paul's a dog, man. He's one of those guys that I want to bet against because he always finds a way. Like he might not put up all the points, but he just makes so much disruption happen on both sides of the ball. It's crazy.
0: All right, last uh, point. What do you got?
1: I'm gonna throw out a stat. You guys, give me a 60 second take on it, and we'll wrap here. Okay? Yes. There are
0: more Luca
1: Prism rookie cards graded 28,000 than entire 2012 Prism cards graded. So I'm gonna repeat that. There's more Luca Prism 2018 cards graded 28,000 than the 2012 Prism set in its entirety. Which has Kawhi, wow. Anthony Davis. So i basketball, Lill. right?
0: Like, okay. Yeah, good. Yes.
1: Yep. 22,000. What, what do you make of that data? How do you utilize it to make smart
2: decisions? There are Amazing Fantasy 15, 2,500 <laughs> total graded. That's the first appearance of Spider Man. Total. Total graded at TGC.
0: Say, as crazy as those numbers seem to you now, they were going to get worse because there's a lot less 2012 PRISM being graded now than the raw 2018 PRISM. A lot more produced, a lot more stuff. And I've, I've talked about this, so maybe I'll, I'll do it again because you said 60 seconds. This might take more than 60 seconds. Um, I think that the 2018, 2019 PRISM sets for basketball are the top of a bell curve. I think what we're going to wind up seeing with the changes in PSA, the changes in the hobby, the changes in people like Bro Namath who are not just ripping and, and, and grading and and doing that thing now they've moved on to something else, I think what you're going to see is take 2012 and it's here, 2013 and it's here. You're going to have those low pops and, and the pricing on those are going to be you know, what they are but the population is going to be that 2012, 13, Giannis, 14, 15, Tatum a little higher and that 18, 19, you're going to have your Trays and your Zions and your jaw and the whole deal. That year the, the pop's going to be high but I think Starting with now LaMelo, Edwards, it's still going to be up here. It's not going to be as high. I think we're going to start to see that bell curve come on down a little bit. And we'll see what that does. We'll see what that does for pricing. Um, it might actually prop the pricing up of singles if you're getting less of a pop on those things, if I'm correct. And PSA is not giving as many 10s. I know people think I'm wrong on that, but if people aren't grading, and without grading, people are you know, getting worse grades, I think we're going to see the PSA 10 thing kind of We'll do one of these, may, and maybe may I give yeah. one
2: PSA. real Sure, quick? please
0: do it. Public Pop service reports, announcement, or a, yes. or a statement from PSA
1: and Nat Turner. Which no, one? no, no, public
2: service announcement. Pop gotcha. counts matter on anything that you're investing in. I don't care if it's comics, cards, tickets, VHS. It doesn't matter. Pop reports matter more now than ever before, and please please do your research before you start investing in the things. So,
1: so unlimited Dogecoin, that kind of matters, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure.
1: I, I searched the internet, but no one gave me and a you good answer. Like, it's, it's a great, great meme. That
2: was a great comparison.
1: Uh, okay. Oh, Jesus. Lucanation, please work with us. Our sound quality will be drastically better a few years from now. That's why we're bringing you guys these amazing sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to improve we're just trying yeah, we to even mention that above water
0: we, we didn't even mention that we didn't even mention our sponsorship we didn't even mention it guys you probably well, heard we it have pre-roll for the first time and yeah. you probably heard in the pre-roll for the first time and you'll hear it again now as we as we exit you know we announced it today on instagram we have a, a new sponsor for the podcast can you hear about it every day uh um, you know, he gets episodes with them, some behind the scenes looks, you name it. But a big thank you and a shout out to Hybrid Grading Approach, who's the new sponsor of uh, Lucas Tigers and Bronze Podcast. So, a little, uh, little little news there for you guys. But um, that means, of course, can I give is a little news too? To get daily. Oh, are you pregnant again?
1: No. W- when, Cage yeah, like, yeah, like <laughs> when Cage is using the microwave, when uh, Cage is using the microwave, the internet chops out. So what, that's happens, why a bit what happens
0: there. when I use the microwave? What happens when I use the microwave? The Wi-Fi cuts out. He does. Use the microwave. It's a it's a very very strong microwave. The microwave We're, was on just
1: a few seconds ago. Give give
0: talk about hypergrading
1: one more time for our nation.
0: So what I was saying was, you probably heard it in the pre-roll, and you'll hear it again in the post-roll. God bless you, buddy. Um, it's uh, you know we have we have uh, we have a sponsor. Uh, hypergrading is now sponsoring Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Um, Newsworthy, I would say. And you know, I love it because what it allows for us to do here, bless you again, pal, is we can continue to bring you daily content. We're able to, you know, expand out onto YouTube a little more, uh you put out more content on Instagram, maybe open up some Twitter, have some fun all over the place. But you know, most importantly, it's to continue to give you guys this content daily free. There's no charge, there's no nothing, right? There are other people out there who give picks, plays, content, you name it, and charge a fee, charge a VIP level, charge monthly, charge whatever it may be. Well, HGA's paying that fee for everyone out there who wants to listen to us. So that's what, that's what the sponsorship's enabling for all of us. So uh, you know, we, we want to thank HGA and the team over there for, for the sponsorship. You want to add anything Congrats there? guys? That's awesome. Thank you, bro, Amos no did i cut out no you were amazing that was good bro name has been
1: with us bro name has come on the show you know came on uh i believe in august 2020 came on first week in january and here we are about five five and a half months later in 2021 you've been with us along the ride you're super accessible like i said anytime i've shot you a dm you know when i first got into the hobby you helped me so much so i just wanted to thank you thank you thank you you're an amazing person in the hobby you're an amazing friend it means the world to me that you'd come on and
0: reach well. out to yeah. this guy guys reach out to us because if you listen to our august episode i ended it by saying i'm gonna reach out to you because i believe in dragon ball z but you got to teach me stuff and, and you're gonna put a box <laughs> together for me and i'll buy it right he's like don't worry i'm not looking to make money i'll make a dragon ball z box for you, the whole deal and i never did because i'm an idiot and whatever he would have put in that box is probably worth 10 times what i would have paid for it right now right
2: my god let stuff go up <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so everyone and, and,
2: that did listen to that episode and reached out to me that i hooked up you're welcome. Dinners <laughs> on me for the next couple of weeks. Congratulations.
1: Dinners on them.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I paid for it by the advice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate you, man.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Bornamith. Thanks, guys. This episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color-coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Nation.